How's it going? This is Practical Wellness Radio, and we're fired up today. We have Cassandra Dick, owner of Pure Grit Fitness, uh, on the podcast. And Cody and I are lucky enough to sit down and talk to her. She has an amazing, kind of unique product that is, um, that's perfect for the fitness industry. Her product is called the Grit Stick. We're going to kind of just tease it like that. You'll have to listen to our conversation with Cassandra to kind of get her take and her exact kind of uh, explanation of what the product is and what the product offers. And um, we also talk about, you know, all the trials and tribulations that she has to go through to get this product up off the ground when it just started as kind of just a thought in, in her head. And um, we commend her. I think she's done an amazing job to, you know, blow through all those roadblocks that, you know, starting your own business and, and developing a unique product um, can present. And so hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Cassandra. All right, here we go. And we're on with Cassandra Dick. Cassandra, thanks for joining us. And uh, I, I just want to kind of hit the ground running right away. You're an entrepreneur. You have a pretty cool product. I can't introduce it as well as you can. So can you tell us about um, your business and maybe your product and, and kind of what it is? Yeah, for sure. And, and first of all, I just want to thank the two of you for having me on here. It's such an honor to be here. And uh, I love the podcast that you got going on. So uh, super excited to be here. Uh, my name is Cassandra and I am the creator of the Grit Stick. Uh, the Grit Stick is your own personal portable chalk dispenser. So uh, it is, you know, so you never have to worry about going chocolates again at the gym or so you're not making a huge, I know um, Cody is a coach. Ted, are you a coach as well? Yes, I am, yep. Okay, so Ted, for you anybody that gym uses gym well. chalk, you know. Oh, okay, awesome. So, uh, you know, getting gym chalk all over the floor and you having to clean it up. And so it's, it's, it's a very convenient way to keep the gym cleaner keep you know it's more sanitary way and so you're not having to carry around like a ziploc baggie or a um you know tupperware container full of chalk uh and then the other end it's a dual ended um compartment so the other end is uh, just an open space for you to put those loose items that often get lost in your gym bag like um, chapstick or keys your headphones um, even, you know, post-workout you could put in there. So it's just a convenient thing that you can travel with if you go to, um, you know, if you're a person that kind of gym hops or you travel a lot, you're an athlete that travels a lot. So that is essentially what the grit stick is. Yeah, and I have a couple of you were kind enough to A, sponsor our event at the Iowa City Weightlifting Summit. Um, and then you were kind enough to give me one as well for my home gym. And I think it's one of the best things that I have in terms of keeping my gym clean. And I don't know if Ted, did you mop the gym in Fort Collins? Yeah, yeah, I did. So yeah, I did. We had a cleaning crew that came in every weekend and mopped. And then I tried to do like spot mopping like throughout the week. Also, you know, when somebody did drop their chalk on the ground, right? You always try your best to clean it up or whatever. And uh, I, I got one at the event also. So I have one kind of in my garage gym now. And 
I kind of just went the last year or so I was kind of working out by myself in the garage and I just went without chalk. I was like, I'll just, instead of cleaning chalk up all the time, I'll just go without it and, you know, wipe my hands on my shorts when they feel a little sweaty or whatever. But no, I love, I kind of love having chalk again. I kind of forgot how much I, I missed it. And I think it is a really cool product. Um, I think maybe before we like move on too fast, like, cause I do have a lot of questions where, where can people have access or maybe like look up if let's say somebody's sitting at home and they, you know, are listening to this, could they do a quick Google search to maybe see exactly what the product looks like, Cassandra? Yeah, so I do sell it uh, on my website. So that is puregritfit.com. And then also uh, social media, it's at grit underscore stick. You can find the grit stick and also on Facebook if you just look up the grit stick. So, uh, yeah, those are some areas where you can check it out. Awesome. And you're based out of Colorado, right? Yes. So, um, made here, it's a U.S. made product. Um, that's a whole story in itself was originally, uh, my first prototype was in China, but it is a U.S. made product and, uh, and based out of Colorado. You and Ted have a commonality in terms of Ted, what are you doing? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, ahead, Ted and I like to step on each other's uh, yeah. on each other's toes. <laughs> Ted, get out of my Cody, way. Go ahead. I was gonna say <laughs> this was my segue to Ted. This was segment my segue to Ted because Ted's been running some businesses out of his uh, entrepreneurial life as well. And I'd be curious to see like I don't know have any idea about like product development and like the process for that. So I'd be curious to hear a little bit about that in terms of like how do you go from like an idea to something very like tangible in your hands, whether that's like a prototype or now, you know, where you're at now, where you have like a full-fledged product. Yeah, well, it's, um, it was a process, I'll tell you that. (laughs) So from product idea to actual product launch, having tangible product on the market was about three years in the making. So yes, this, I had this idea way prior to COVID. Um, just being with my background, uh, having my nursing background, um, being a nurse, and then also a CrossFit coach is kind of how this whole idea came into place. I saw all the issues around the chalk and um, was like, you know, I think there's, after, you know, looking into it and researching, I was like, there's nothing really out there like this. I want to be able to have my own sanitary personal chalk and be able to you know travel with it and not have it to carry a ziploc baggie and all that stuff so anyways from product idea uh to uh actual getting it out on the market was like i said quite the process and it started with me just you know testing out the market and um you know asking around uh within the fitness industry do you think this is you know what do you think about this? Would you use this? You know, and then um, going from there, getting with a uh, product engineer who helped me design, make the CAD drawings. I told him my vision, what I wanted essentially the product to look like. And, you know, we went through lots of different designs um, just because, and I, I know that you all know how chalk works. And, you know, my original design was to have it more of like a chalk so it like kind of pushed out like a push pop 
you know what um yeah, yeah. yeah so so that it was a like rather than a chalk block it was a chalk stick that would push up and down and just after you know going through some trials and you know you guys know how chalk crumbles those chalk blocks and everything so after a lot of different um, going back and forth with designing and um, ultimately came up with the method of the uh, salt shaker <laughs> method yeah that's a, yeah i never really thought of putting it that way that's good yeah shake it like a salt shaker yeah, um, <laughs> so quite literally so uh and you know testing that out and really you know it was like oh this work this actually works really well and so after getting the designs and having those drawings done um i through my uh the product engineer he had lots of contacts within china and um she's like let's you know i'll just send him over the designs long story short it took quite a while to get that prototype back from china and once i did it was actually about a year and a half later um i got it finally and i just was not happy with it i got that november 2019 and was you know had a tangible product that i could launch on the market but I was like, you know, at this, the quality of this, and I'm not like working with China is a pain in the butt. And I really want to have a US made product and especially, if, you know, looking at my target market and everything. And so from there I went into, I took it to, I took my prototype to machine shops around the area and you know, even sent them out of state to some other um, uh, shops, and every single one of them told me the exact same thing. Like, why is this product so complicated for what you really want it to do? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, because my original product is made by he the is a product engineer that helped me design it, and so there was all these intricate, you know, all this tooling that was involved, and it, you know, they. Um, as far as like the machining and everything, it was very, it was very intensive. And yep. each and every one of them told me, you know, if you want to have this product made here in the U.S., this exact prototype or something very similar to this prototype, it's going to cost you eighty to ninety dollars per unit just for the tubing. Like that doesn't include the caps and the chalk and everything else. And I was literally like, oh my god, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> And so from there, I went into redesigning the whole thing um, and made it a lot simpler, and a lot less tooling involved. I had the, was thankful enough to have um, my, one of my dad's best friends actually from high school owns his own machine shop. He has several patents himself. So he's very, um, very brilliant man, uh, helped me design it so that it there was it was a lot less tooling involved a lot less man hours labor intensive because that's really you know where your cost goes up mm. and so he helped me significantly with just allocating parts and you know redesigning things and so now um crazy thing is is that i was actually able to get the cost per unit cut it in half from what the, my original prototype was costing me in China. That's, so, that's great, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, just a little bit of the background behind uh, yeah. behind it. It sounds but. like it was pretty full of you know obstacles and and things that you had to kind of pivot and reassess how it was gonna how it was gonna all go about. Now, <clears throat> how much input did you have in the original? Like, I mean, is your product, but you're working with like a, a product designer, product manager, or engineer, whatever you know that person is is then their title is, I guess. How did, uh, how did that relationship work back and forth? And, and I understand that maybe the original prototype was a little bit, um, you know, maybe too intricate, as you were saying. But how did that process look like, you know, putting actually into a physical item, you know, that this, this uh, started as just like a, a little speck in your brain, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I was, like how did how did I meet him or how like yeah I am curious as to how you met him and then how was that relationship you know from my perspective I just think it's really interesting you know when whenever somebody you know takes that initiative and takes that first step like I'm going to create this product that doesn't exist and has never existed and there's nothing really really like it and I'm gonna make it yeah yeah so uh, I I know a lot of people, and um, one of my one of my buddies actually has started his own business, created a few of his own businesses. So I uh, reached out to him, and he got me in contact with um, the product engineer. And so it was just kind of like they were friends and had worked together, and so that's how I met him and then um, go, moving forward you know we met um, I was actually living in Arizona at the time and he was in Colorado so uh, every time I flew back home for like a family event or whatever we would meet and actually go over designs um, communicated a lot through email but um, actually were able to meet in person several times and discuss certain designs and um, you know go over I was like you know, and the thing was, he's he was not a chalk user, uh, so I really had to create. You know, he didn't necessarily understand it. It helped that his his wife actually was involved in weightlifting, so he, she kind of mm -hmm. helped him to envision certain things. But um, so creating that, you know, vision for him too, um, uh, and so yeah, so that was uh, kind of how the relationship developed. And you know, he. Uh, he helped a lot in the uh, really helping um, with the original design of like the salt shake, salt shaker method, you yep. know, rather than the actual like chalk stick. And so, mm -hmm. so he is included in on the patent and everything. So as um, you know, a co-designer. So yeah. So it sounds like you're about four years into this. Does that sound right? Yep. Yep, because I just just had uh, our first first year anniversary, September twenty first. Launched September twenty first last year. So congrats, yep. congrats, thank you. So you you have the product now. So and it's a great product. Like, what's the hustle look like? So yeah, like what's the boots on the ground? Like, how do you, or how are you, getting this into people's hands? Like spreading the word. What does that look like? Oh, it's a, it's, it's a process, <laughs> you Is know, this process, it's been, it's do you think been more difficult or easier than like the original design process so far. You know, it's, it's, 
the world of entrepreneurship is literally, you know, it's it's a roller coaster, roller coaster, as you guys know. Uh, and yeah, I would say that there's just as many obstacles, if not more, now within, um, you know, now that I have, you would think like, okay, actually creating something, like that's gotta be so hard compared to actually, you know, trying to sell it and get people, you know, to believe in the product and, or even just know about it, you know? So yeah, there's been plenty of obstacles. Uh, I, when I first launched, you know, It's like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. Like, you know, first, first day, uh, launching the product, you know, build all this hype around it and, you know, sell a handful. And it's like, oh my gosh, this, this, this ride is just starting. This is just starting. So it's been as far as, you know, the marketing and, um, the actual selling of the product, it has been a crazy learning experience because, you know, I I did shortly after I launched. I did do I dabbled in you know paid ads on Instagram and Facebook. I dabbled mm-hmm. in that for just a month. I just did a month trial of that, and um, you know it again. It was also poor timing because it was during you know in the midst of the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. Black Friday, when you have all of these major companies too that haven't haven't necessarily you know gone e-commerce but with the pandemic everybody's online now and everybody's online so competing with that sort of ad space you know you have these big um big companies spending you know up to four thousand ten thousand dollars a day on ad spend so it's like my little my little Mm. um (laughs) Twenty thirty dollars is not is not going to be able to compete with that. So literally did like a month trial of the paid ads and even had like a marketing guy help me with all the SEO stuff and targeting and blah 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 all of that and sold one unit <laughs> from from all of that and yeah. and so. I quickly decided, pivoted, and was like, okay, I'm, I can't rely on, you know, paid advertising at this point. I just, you know, I, being a small startup, I, like, that's just, it's not realistic. And so I have been focusing since then really on just guerrilla marketing, uh, doing, you know, through influ- influencers and affiliates. I started an affiliate program mm-hmm. and also through events um you know went to i've been um, doing crossfit competitions setting up booths there and went to the crossfit games which was amazing and um yeah through you know you cody and uh you know just connecting making connections and networking and it truly is um amazing when they say your your network is your net worth it's it's uh, that has not yeah. been uh, that has been so evident since starting this whole journey. It's like so powerful to think about, like, or even reminding yourself maybe that if you just tell one person, that person might tell two, and then you have that branching effect, right? And we all have that kind of visualization of that in our heads, and you kind of forget about that sometimes. Like, man, like, what's one person? Or like, I even think about like, you know, you say hi to one person, and you know, maybe that makes their day, but that can just be a continuum of 
person to person to person and it has that same branching effect so something simple like that but obviously on a larger more serious scale in terms of running a business that guerrilla marketing is very powerful especially you know starting local and then maybe branching out from there did you really push so you're in Colorado where are you at in Colorado uh, just north of Denver, so Loveland, okay. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, Ted's pretty familiar with the area. What? Uh, yeah. So Cassandra, do you mind? What? Uh, you work? You coach at a gym right now? What? Uh, you wanna, I I am not coaching at a gym right okay, now. Okay, um, Yeah, I've I've been a I've been gym hopping. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And I wrong with that at all. Yeah, I just with you know trying to grow and scale the business right now. It's I. I got it. Probably makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That probably does make sense. Get yourself out there. Because you know, like, your product is, I'm sure you're well aware of this, your product is somewhat you also, right? You know, if people like Cassandra, they're going to probably be more likely to purchase her product. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think you're probably maybe doing the right thing there, too. I I own Fort Collins CrossFit for for three, four years. Oh, yeah. uh, That's what Cody was saying. Yeah. So my wife and I, we just moved to Northwest Iowa here a year and a half ago now. But uh, what's... What's kind of the, you know, you said you've learned so much throughout this entire process. You know, what's maybe the biggest takeaway, the biggest thing that you've learned so far? Maybe it was even something that you weren't expecting to learn. And uh, and then what would you maybe share with somebody who's maybe kind of trying to start their own business also or maybe, you know, wanting to develop their own product? And, and maybe that's the same thing, like what you've learned and what you would share or maybe it's a different thing. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I've learned Oh my God, I've learned so much. I could I could uh, talk about this for the next you know three hours. But um, greatest thing, especially if you're wanting you know to start something, launch something, throw perfection out the window. Like mm-hmm. just get get that idea out of your head. Uh, perfection only causes, in my opinion, only causes procrastination and paralysis and I wish that was something I mean that is something that I have really learned over this whole process because it's it has kept me from well there were so many so many times like that it kept me from you know pursuing certain opportunities and since since I've taken on that mentality it's just like you know what what what's the worst somebody is gonna say no you know, what's the worst, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? You know, somebody's not going to like the product, you know, what's the worst thing that's, you know, and so it's like, just accepting that, accepting that and knowing that, you know, not everyone is, you, you can't please everyone. And yeah, just that, you know, it's not going to be perfect. There's always room for improvement. I'm, you know, I'm mm-hmm. always looking for ways to improve um, the quality and of both the product and services that I provide. So it's just, it's knowing that it's going to be a learning game and that your, you know, your mistakes are, that's how you learn. That's how you learn and that's how you grow and that's how you scale. So that would, is probably one of the greatest things that I have taken away from this whole process. I can totally. It's a continual refinement. I I think I'm very very yeah I'm very guilty of that too you know I'm like oh I'm not ready to take on this challenge I need to prep more I need to whatever and then like you said you can just sit on your hands and you'll never ever probably feel ready to attack whatever it is you need to you know challenge yourself with and and I'm you know I'm a big believer in it like we all have some of that like uh, 
you know, figure it the F out is, you know, like that's just kind of like, that's a talent too. Right. when you're sometimes like Cody and I talked about this a little bit leading up to our event, I think Cody put in so many hours and was so ready for just to come like the event that we worked on, um, the IC weightlifting summit, it comes to a point where it's like, I put in the time. I just needed to be here and know that things aren't probably going to be, you know, running at a 100%. But when they, those challenges come up, you just assess and you figure out the best way to kind of make it work and you make it work. And so I, I empathize with that a lot. Um, what, um, well, I also knew, I also knew I could rely on Ted in the event too. So like when Ted came out and he's like, (laughs) you know, like what else we need to do? I'm like, I don't, I don't need to do anything else. You're here. (laughs) Like, I'm good yeah, now, I'm you know, and even and Julia too. I'm like, I knew I could rely on them to like, if I gave them like responsibilities, you know, things that I wasn't good at or didn't have time for, I knew they would be able to handle it. So I think that's part of why I was like ready for it to just start. Cause I was like, yeah. I got my, I got my homies here. No. And I, you know, I'm glad you said that for a couple of reasons. One, because it makes me feel good about myself, but two, I was actually <laughs> going to lead into the, you know, question with Cassandra is, is it just you, Cassandra? Do you have a team that you're working with now? Um, who's all on staff for you at, uh, is the name of your business Pure Grit Fit? Pure Grit Fitness, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Who's all on staff there with you? Um, me, myself, and I. Perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm a one-woman show at this point. Um, yeah. I do I do have, so all my family lives out here, which is fantastic. So mm-hmm. when I have, um, you know, a pretty large order or you know getting ready for Black Friday and all of that stuff um, my I my number one employee is uh, my mother <laughs> so yeah my mom she's she's pretty she's gotten pretty quick at assembling those grit sticks so um, yeah so I do have I definitely do have help with the the part like the assembly process and um, yeah getting them actually put together uh, so, so yeah, but otherwise, you know, everything else, yeah, is me, everything when it comes to the marketing, the social media, the going to the events, um, shipping, actually shipping out the product, printing out the labels, shipping them out. Yeah. And you so. might not feel like this every day, but some days you probably are understanding, you know, your business probably is very much still in the infancy, you know, stages. And yes. And so it's probably good to have somebody that you can trust and that somebody is me, myself, and I in your, in your perspective and mom, right? So that's great. Yep. Uh, yep. You kind of alluded to this before when you talked about, you know, the challenge that, you know, marketing and all that brings up. Is that the biggest obstacle you think, you know, to taking your business to the next level? Or if not, what do you think is, you know, like if, if this happens, it would potentially, you know, really be great for, for my business. What, what is that it? Yeah, so I think the I think just getting the word out there that is the hardest thing. You know, it's you, there's so so much noise out there, and there's so much, you know, so much competition within you know the marketing space that that has been the most difficult thing uh, I think for growing and scaling my business. Um, it's just yeah, you never it's. And also not relying on like one thing too, um, and not one source of advertising or you know having multiple multiple um, streams. So it's it's that's been that's hard too. Is like keeping up with everything, uh, you know, running all of the social media and the 
you know, reaching out to gyms and then, mm-hmm. you know, going, setting up everything, you know, the travel for going to these events. And so, yeah, so it's, it's really comes down to time. <laughs> Never enough time in a day, but um, yeah. So I think, I think that too, and just me personally, um, having a very Type A personality uh, and very controlling personality. Um, you know, being willing to allocate those things and kind of you know let go of a little bit of that, so that mm-hmm. I can spread myself in more ways. Um, and be, you know, handle more of the relationships and creating the relationships and not, you know, have to be, oh, shoot, I haven't posted on social media yet today. I need to get on and do some interacting on social media. And, you know, so, so yeah, I think that has been the biggest um, obstacle. Yeah, that, that I'm with you, you know, again, I empathize with that also. And and Cody knows that, you know, whether it was for me at Fort Collins CrossFit or Cody at Practical Wellness, mm-hmm. like it really is all, all you, right? You are the business, you're, you're the, all the hats are on your head. And so <clears throat> it's, it's understandable, you know, especially like you're saying, you need, you need somebody that you can trust. You need to be in that position, especially early on when you're building the foundation of what you hope is a, you know, super successful business. You need to have the, the right foundation built there. Um, yeah. It has to be really but solid. I, you know, again, I have no doubt. I think it's a, yeah, and I, I think it's interesting too, you know, people are so hard to kind of, you know, people are so in their ways, you know, like I've always had a chalk bucket in the gym. Like that's what we use, yes. that's what I need to use. Like that's not broken, why would I fix it? And But then you, you can, you know, it's hard to explain to people like, oh no, it actually is kind of broken because it makes a mess and it's not as convenient mm-hmm. and it probably, I mean, we wasted more chalk in my gym than anything. Like, you know, you set out a couple blocks and then I've got a 12:15 class coming in. There's no chalk in the chalk buckets. We've got four chalk buckets. I put a piece of chalk in each one. And then next morning I come in and it's all gone. I'm like, how can we go through four blocks of chalk in a half a day? <laughs> and I was yeah, always just right. like, what's going on here? Yeah. And that, that's, I love that you bring that up because that has been, that's been a huge obstacle too, especially within the CrossFit community. I've noticed, um, I, I've noticed it with, the weightlifting and powerlifting, they, they absolutely, they're like all gung-ho. They're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, we can, you know, chalk our backs with this. Like, <laughs> like which I didn't even know was a thing. I'm learning so yeah. much. Yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, within the CrossFit community, it's like, oh, yeah, no, we, we like, they're like, I've gotten this so much. Like, good luck on Shark Tank. Like, that's an awesome product. Like, great, like, idea. That's so cool. Good luck on Shark Tank. But, yeah, we like, we like our, we like our buckets. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. But then, like, people that actually, like, will go out and, like, try and give it a try are like, how is this, like, how is this one, this one little, like, this refill lasting me three months? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's because you're not wasting it. It's not going everywhere. And you're actually, like, and they're like, well, we, and we don't have to chalk up near as much. And we, you know, we're not, it's nice because we're not having to run and, like, run to the chalk bucket in the middle of our wad because you can just set it right next to your station and you know i actually have chalk when i need it it's like yeah so it's yeah it is getting people out of there like just to get out of their stuck ways is has been a very big obstacle as well <laughs> yeah and i've i've like really enjoyed it and i 
don't know if we've talked about it, but it looks cool. Like they're cool colors. I got a blue that, that matches my logo perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. 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 It is it's it's much um it's quite an upgrade from a chalk bucket or a Ziploc yeah. baggie, I will say. <laughs> We used yeah. to use like these Menards so chalk buckets when we first took over the gym and they were like the worst thing ever. I'm like, why, why do we have these Menards chalk buckets that just look like trash? They, they tip so easy. Hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Someone's yeah. like, a, bo- a bar bounces just right and it knocks it over. Ah, yeah. I'm just and like, the nice thing too. Right oh, mopping. Oh my God. Or, you know, yeah, the worst is just... When they literally, you know, you have a member set the chalk block on the J hook, oh, and man. then it knocks off and then breaks I told into them, all those little pieces, and then everybody there. just That's what steps I on it. No thanks. Yep. Didn't allow that. Yeah. Not in my yeah, class. I always had a strict rule too: no chalk on a J hook. Yeah. What? Um, <laughs> tell me more. You said you have an affiliate program set in place, and there might be some gym gym owners uh, listening to this. Or what? Uh, what is that? In? I'll include Cassandra. Yeah, so um, in, so I do have a wholesale program. So I uh, have wholesale uh, all set up as well as just started doing some customization, which is really cool. Um, they've been turning out really well. Um, just actually did a collaboration with uh, FitAid. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah, awesome. so they, they got a bunch of sticks, uh, personalized them, customized them, and they're sending them out to actually all of their affiliates that they work with <laughs> so um Great. so that so that was pretty cool and then uh worked with some gyms gotten their logo or you know their name on them so it just makes it a little bit more personal and just a really unique way to really rep your gym so that's been really fun and then i do have an individual affiliate program too so for athletes you know um and just anybody really you know I, I I have some really um, loyal uh, customers that have been with me for a while and just you know post about my product all the time because they just love it and like hey why not I should start an affiliate program so that these they can get paid like mm-hmm. how awesome is that like they they're doing this for free like let me actually like compensate them for it so um, so yeah, so I started an individual uh, affiliate program, like uh, so through affiliate or whatever. Um, uh, if uh, yeah, that's a whole nother that's e-commerce stuff. But anyways, uh, started an affiliate program for individuals, and then also yeah, do the wholesaling for gyms or um, you know supplement companies or you know fitness equipment product. You know if you sell fitness equipment. Um, I do wholesaling to a few companies, um, one that sells gymnastics equipment, um, one that sells adaptive training equipment. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, that's been, that's been really fun and I've met some amazing people through just, again, networking. Would, would they just email you directly? Would they go through the website or through social media? Um, Anyway, so um, you can email through my uh, through the website uh, puregritfit.com. There's a place you, you can contact me, or yeah, just con- most people these days just do social media. Find me on social media. 
But again, that's great because you run the website, you run social media. Yep, it all comes to me. You're the tough <laughs> person, so you get it all. <laughs> that's perfect. I I think it's really, really a cool product. I mean, I definitely endorse it. Like I said, I, I, uh, I'm pretty selective with what I use and what I like to use. And I hadn't really used chalk for a year just because I didn't want to clean up the mess. <laughs> and I have two kids and I'm always kind of in a hurry. And so now I appreciate just like keeping my chalk in this little, you know, little cylinder for lack of a better term and it hangs yeah. on my wall it's got a little carabiner thing and i just take it off throw it on yep. and i think it's really really cool um we unfortunately have to run but we appreciate you coming on with us cassandra cody do you have anything else that you'd like to add no i think it's great products my i've been taking it to teach my classes so i have an intro to weight training class and the students have been digging it um, awesome. We were stealing the Olympic lifting clubs. Don't tell anybody. Shock <laughs> for a while. I was like, <laughs> this is actually a really useful thing to have. I can take it with me in my backpack, and so I think it's great. Um, and we love having you on the podcast and spreading the message because I think it is a game changer for sure. Awesome. Well, again, I I just can't thank you both for your time and for the help spreading the word. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, one last time, Cassandra, where can people go to find out more about Gritstick? So, again, my website, puregritfit.com, and also social media platforms. Uh, Instagram is at grit underscore stick, and uh, Facebook is just the Gritstick. All right, thanks again, Cassandra, for coming on. Cody and I will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>